God bless fantasy football. There are many things a man can do with his time. And this, well, this is better than those things. Heyo! Welcome back to good old fantasy football. We just put out our sleepers episode. Today we're going to be talking about our busts. We each have a few guys, so let me start it off with our Philly-owned DeAndre Swift. Um, yeah, I, I think that between um, – I had Kenny Gainwell as a sleeper, and then just all the mouths to feed at the running back spot in Philly, I, I don't think Swift is going to be as good as we want him to be for fantasy. I think he's going to be very good for the Eagles. Why are you looking at me like that? Like what? <laughs> uh, in my head, I heard Devontae Smith, oh and God. I was very confused. Uh, yeah. Now, I agree with DeAndre Swift being great for the Eagles and yeah. not great for fancy. I could see that, especially they might end up using him as a third down back receiving role, and if he doesn't get the touches, it's going to be tough to support a full fancy workload. Yeah, and there was like some reports of him being used as the slot, which – I think it would be great for the Eagles, but I still don't think provides a ton of fantasy value for where he's being drafted. He's being drafted by the way, seventh. By the way, these are busts based on ADP. Right. Not based on the player not being good. Yeah. yeah. We think he'll be a good Eagle. It's a great addition. To and he might be decent at fantasy, but he's not going to be the lead guy like he was in Detroit. Because I think when, when the Eagles signed him, you're thinking, or traded for him, you're thinking, okay, our O-line and his capabilities is going to be awesome. And again, as an eagle, I think he will be. But for fantasy, I think he's going to be splitting time. They're still saying that Gainwell is the number one guy right now. Yeah, and you brought in Rashad Penny at the same time as bringing in uh, Swift. So Right, so in the seventh round. I'd rather James Cook or Khalil Herbert, guys that are going to be number ones, definitely. Right, rather than splitting time. I am excited to see Swift in our screen game, though. Oh, I can't wait to watch him as an eagle. Yeah, but for fantasy, I, I think based on his ADP, like you said, I'd rather those other guys. I think he'll be a bust. Yeah, I agree with that one. I'll go next. Uh, my first bust is Rashad White. Um, I think he might even start off pretty good for the year, but I think uh, he's going to get keyed on similar in a Damian Pierce role, and other teams are just going to shut him down because I don't think Baker's going to do that great man, with Tampa. So, again, this is based on ADP. He's being taken in the eighth round. So you think that's a bust in the eighth round of a guy that's going to be a patch catching running back? On a team that's going to need a throw. To the running back? Yeah, I don't think can't throw a quarterback to do it. I think the eighth round is a great value. I think there's not much competition for him. So I think running-wise, rushing-wise, he'll get all the carries. You're never going to want to start. I disagree. I I was close to putting Rashad White as my breakout because of the pass-catching capability. Like this year, I made it clear that I want quarterbacks with running options and pass-catching running backs. Like that's my two things I think are going to be. Huge fantasy. If he's the, I get what you're saying, and I think at the beginning of the year that will happen for like the first four or six weeks, maybe. But as the season goes on, especially the playoffs, I think other teams are just going to be keying on so much that he's not going to be the open option, and they're going to have to look to other players. I don't know when you have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans that you can't just key on the running back. I, mean, I, that, I, I think when you that. have a shitty quarterback, Baker's not going to do anything unimpressive. I think. I don't think he needs to be impressive to to sustain a good pass catching running back. He, it's a pass-catching running back. If he's getting pressured, he can't really see all over the offensive line. He's just going to dump it to the guy that's right in front of him. But he's also a guy that is pretty mobile, 
and not in the sense that he's going to take off running, but he can extend plays, and I think that's where a lot of the drop-offs will come. Um, if, if Rashad White's in the eighth round, if he's there... I hear I, what you guys are saying. If he's just someone I don't want to touch, okay. I think it's a waste of time. And like you're saying with uh, the guys, James Cook and Kula Herbert, that are there near, near uh, Swift, Rashad White's just another guy that I'd rather stay away from at that area. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to take him in the eighth. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm taking probably as my third or fourth running back who has great upside. Not that's how I see him. But but yeah, yeah. yeah if you think he's okay. a bust, he's a bust. Um, my first guy, I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. He finishes the 17th running back last year. Right now, is being drafted in the middle of the third. I don't know if I want to draft him in the middle of the third when there's guys like Najee. Where, where are you Joe looking Mason. to? Yeah. If, he, if he falls to the end of the fourth, I'm happy with it. I, I, that's where I would take him. But, like, I'm not taking him over Najee Harris or uh, Joe Mixon. But that's, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, that's where he's being drafted ahead of those guys. Even Ramondre Stevenson and Tony Pollard are going right around them. I want those players over Travis Etienne. I think coming out of college, I thought we saw the biggest value in Etienne was going to be his connection with Trevor Lawrence, and we could still see that. In his rookie year, he was hurt, so he didn't play. Last year, he only got like 45 catches, which I thought would have been higher, but they didn't really dump off the ball that much. Now bringing in Tank Bigsby, the running back that drafted in the third round, it all reports out of camp is they want him to be pass catching and possible goal line, and each week he's going to get more and more work, they're saying. So if you're drafting a guy that's in the third round and they're already talking about a third-round running back that they drafted being worked into the system more, I think it. I could see a big way to where you're disappointed drafting ETN in the third. Like you said, if he falls to the fourth, then I take him out of the bus category and I like him there. I just think being drafted in the third, I'm down on him. Yeah, he had 45 targets, only 35 receptions. Okay, so 45 targets, I need 45 catches. Right, he had 35 catches. And no receiving touchdowns, and he only had five rushing touchdowns. So if he's losing goal line work to Tank's big, Tank Bigsby as well, he, then he's not going to get that positive jump in touchdowns. Which- I, I think he'll see an uptick in targets and receptions um, and well, and touchdowns as a whole. But yeah, Tank Bigsby... Tank Bigsby being worked into the system already scares me a little bit. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I agree with you, Chaz, that he's more of a bust at his ADP, where I know, Connor, you really like him. Yeah, I think that's kind of where he belongs. I understand if you prefer the other guys over him, but I think that's where he belongs. If he falls to the fourth, I think it's great. I want to take him in the second. But if you take him in the third, I'm happy. So I think it's, you're it's, it's a really fine all. line between him being a bust in the third and um, a value in the fourth. Right. Like, I think you're – yeah, because if you're at the end of the third, you're at that turn. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a bad pick. Okay. But I would just rather these other guys – I think you're personally thinking about the negatives too much and not the fact that he had, what, eleven and 1,200 rushing yards and only five touchdowns. I think that number is going to increase, which this is going to increase his number of production. But you're not looking at them drafting another rookie running no, back. That, that he, wants this to be might be one of those rookie running backs that doesn't get a lot of touches his rookie season, that he's sitting behind ETN because ETN doesn't really come off the field much. So where do you think ETN ends up running back-wise? I have him as the ninth. I'm not, like, he's not somebody 
that I'm on. I don't finish That's his ceiling. Right. I but I'm happy with I actually personally have him above Pollard, Najee, and Mixon. Um, that's mostly based on potential of him getting better. Um, I think I'm in the minority with my thinking, like compared to what you guys are saying. Yeah, I'd rather those other three guys over him. Yeah, but I, I brought up, like we've said, these few offenses in the league that you just want a piece of. To me, I think the Jaguars are going to do very good this year, and um, he's going to be a big part of it. Would you say goodest team in the worst division? Yeah, 100%. Wow. He has said that. That's bold. <laughs> he has said that. Yeah, that's where I take um, No, I agree with one piece of that offense, which is why, like, if he goes in the fourth, yeah. Fourth, I, I love him. I, I, in the third, depending on, I mean, in the third, I'm not saying I'm taking him no matter what, but it depends on how it plays out. So my bust, I think, is if you're drafting him as your RB1, like if you go back-to-back top wide receivers, I don't love him as an RB1. Like, I actually hate him being an RB1. But if you get a McCaffrey in the first, and you come back and you're getting exactly if you're going to get him as an RB one, it's because you took two receivers and you're probably drafting in the six to eight range. So it's almost that you know mid to end of the third, or so I think a beginning to middle of the third. No, it would be late to end of the third, or it would be early second late. But you would have guys like Diggs and AJ Brown. It could be a combination, and then you're getting ETN as your first running back. I think that's a pretty good setup myself. Now, if there is a guy, like you're saying, Najee or Mixon, that you want over him, I understand that. I think Najee and Mixon have a better chance of being a top 10 than ETN does, which is why if I'm drafting them as my number one, I want to take – with two great receivers, like you're saying, I'd rather take the shot on them being my number one because they've proven that they can – Finish up there as top ten running back. That's the other thing about him; is he hasn't proven that he can do that. Yeah, yet. I mean, and it's been one season. Last year was his rookie season, Why? pretty much. He missed his rookie year with Achilles. I, I think you're right. Yeah. So last year was his rookie season, pretty much. And I mean, in college, there was a lot of passes to him from Trevor Lawrence. So I was almost surprised to not see, see as much getting better. Well, that's why I think, even that, though last year was his first year playing. The fact that he didn't do it last year when we all thought he would is making me skeptical that he's going to do it this year. Well, no, it's making me skeptical. Of why did they bring in Tank Bigsby? Tank Bigsby like, after he didn't have the like season I, I know we talk highly on first round running backs, but even guys taken in the third are usually taken to play. Right, but a lot of times it's not necessarily the rookie year that it happens. No, and it might not be first four weeks. It might be. He's slowly worked in the system, but if he does, like he only had five touchdowns. If he Bigsby steals any goal line work, it's hurting ETN. If he is stealing any pass catching work, which ETN did not do great with last year, it is hurting him. Oh, I personally think the thing that hurts ETN more than Bigsby is Evan Ingram, and if he progresses because the goal line, which he will, targets, <laughs> then she will. See. Yeah, I and I think they are pass first. Offense, yeah, I think with Lawrence, it should be, yeah. Um, and again, know. fine line between third round bust and fourth round bust. Yeah, because I don't like him in the third, but where I'm basing it off ADP, so it's ADP. But so if, if you do have if someone, you the running back in the first two rounds, then you get him in the fourth as your second running back. Where yeah. if, if you, what if you get him in the third as your second running back? Like I'm saying, like if I take McCaffrey and I'm getting AJ Brown, say just. Well, then you'd be getting him at the beginning of the third. 
Or yeah, which I wouldn't take it. Right. I'm saying end of the third. So if you're going with like a Nick Chubb that you're getting at the end of the first, uh-huh. and then you come back and get ETN, I think it's a good pairing at the end of the third, early fourth with him. I just don't like him being paired with – I just don't like him being in the beginning because, again, like – If, guys if Nixon and Najee are there, they're proven that they can finish a top ten. And his ADP is 309, so it is the end of the third. It is. Yeah. But if Mixon and Najee are there, I'd much rather them. Like, I said middle and end of fourth. That's where I want him is. And I, I don't think he'll get there because I think there are a lot of people that see the upside. I, I'm a skeptic, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't see the upside in him this year. I do see what he could be upside-wise. I just don't think he'll get there. I I, th- I see where if it plays out in his favor that he could be great. I just don't think it happens. Yeah. yeah. All right, my second guy. Um, I have Jonathan Taylor here, and this might be I don't know, like an obvious bust situation just because of his situation. He's currently seeking a trade. Um, that the Colts are valuing him at a first round. That's what they right. return. Oh. They're not willing to pay him a first round value. Yeah. Right now, but they're they're valuing they want a trade it. value for him. Okay. Right. Um. Where, where, what's his ADP currently? Jonathan Taylor is second 207. Round. So, yeah. end of the second round is not bad for a guy who, if you knew he was on the Colts, would probably be early second, maybe even first. Right. Um, but with what's going on right now, if he doesn't get a trade partner, I don't know that he plays for the Colts. Right. It might be a Le'Veon Bell situation where he holds out the entire year and then you're really shooting yourself. Right. So, if he doesn't get the trade, comes back to the Colts organization, I don't know that he plays. So, to use a second round pick on him and he might not even play that uh, that's not something I'm doing. And I said this about Josh Jacobs when we brought him up is I don't like a guy, even if he came back tomorrow, I don't like him coming back with no training camp. And do you believe in this ankle injury? Like, no, I think it's, all you think it's the part of the holdout. Yeah, like, is it, he's not getting fine. So he's technically ankle. being hold in, right? Right, he's he's there. He's just not. It's kind of like what uh, Jalen Ramsey did with his back. Yeah, he's kind of like a hold in. He's not getting fined because of his ankle injury. Okay, so, but he's not getting reps. He's not getting work, and I see him as being a bust, especially because even if he does come back and say he's playing week one for the Colts, that boy's got a lot of miles on. Yeah, he ran for a lot of yards with Wisconsin. His first couple of years in the NFL, he's put on a lot of yards. He's taken a lot of hits, a lot of yards. Somebody like that could start to wear out faster than, was it 27 is usually like the age for running back. Somebody that could wear out for. Yeah, but he, he has the miles on it. It could be gone um, earlier. If you could get him in the third, would you try to? Just because of the – I I think what was reported is there were six teams interested in him, and I think they said the Eagles and Dolphins – have made offers. Are the Bears or Bears are there too? Dolphins, I think, is best case scenario. If he's in the Dolphins, I think I might like him in the second round. Well, I think like if he saying if you're drafting before a trade is made, would you risk it in the third? Because no. he might go to a team that could be a great situation. I'm not. I was in an eight man league and I took the risk in the seventh round that he fell to, eight which is absurd. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. But no, I think if you're in a ten to twelve and the third is you're still looking at probably slam dunk. You're you're Steady still looking guy. at one of your top two wide receivers or top running back. Like you're looking at a guy that's gonna be a foundation piece for your team. A guy that's not 
practicing or playing is not a foundation piece right now. But that being said, if you're going into your draft being the week be- uh, a few days before the league starts and he does get traded, like Dolphins, I think is a great pick. If he goes to the Dolphins, Eagles too. Eagles, I don't love them. I, I think it would just be more committee based. Still, still I, I love bring him, and it's different. Than I, else. It is different. I think Eagles jump to the favorite to win the Super Bowl. If John Taylor's brought in. I think you probably the they're probably top three right now, but I think you're the favorite of bringing in that caliber of player. But committee wise, I think it kind of would hurt him as We're, being a third round pick. I think as a third, it'd still be fine. But yeah, it's not like what it is with the Colts or what it'd be with the Dolphins. Right. So our draft is the same day that we're recording this episode. So we're not going to hear any news by the time we draft. I don't think. So I, I'm, st- I'm if he falls to the Three fourth, hours. <laughs> yeah. If he falls to the fourth, maybe I'll take a shot. Right. But I don't think he's going to fall that far, and I'm happy to let him go. To let. To, to see someone else draft him in the second, I'm happy that they wasted their pick. Yeah, and that's kind of how I felt about Josh Jacobs this whole time. Or yeah, but now he's back. So if you're if you're getting Jacobs at the end of the second, now that he's back, I think that is. The I'm okay with him at the end of the second. Yeah, yeah especially because you brought up when we talked about him last episode of he is going to have two weeks of camp. So as long as he didn't completely get fat lacy on us, and the leading rusher shape, of last year, you'd like to think that he didn't do that. You'd like to think. I, I mean, we don't know. Especially a guy looking for a contract, you would think that he's not going to come in yeah. out of shape. But he's not in football shape. Right, but, what, but that's last, what, he has, what do the last two weeks of camp look like for a player? I, I don't know. Well, for a player who needs to get in football shape, it probably is looking like, you know, real camp. Not winding down and coming into the season. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. And does he need a lot of work? Like. That is the same offense he played on last year, so it's not like learning a new system. He's not either. learning a new system, but he's got a different quarterback who they're probably going to rely on the run more than they did last year. Because I think you take yeah. the ball out of Garoppolo's hands more than you do Derek Carr. But besides the point, we're going back. Jonathan Taylor, I don't like him in the second. Like no, I'll said, be happy I, to I see someone else drift in the second. Yeah. All right, Connor, who you got? Uh, for my second guy, I got Diva Samuel. This has nothing to do with him, but his situation. I think Brock Purdy gets exposed as being the last pick of a draft. And his backup at this point is Sam Darnold, who has not had any NFL success either. And in the past, when he's been successful with a bad quarterback, it's because he got brushes with McCaffrey there. I don't think he gets that opportunity nearly as much, and it's just going to hurt him pretty good. Um, I think he's currently going in like the third or fourth. He's currently 402, so early 402. So I just think there's plenty of other guys I would rather get over him there. Yeah, I know last year I drafted him in the second after his monster season. Right. Um, and he finishes the wide receiver 37. He played 13 games, so he missed a little bit of time. But, yeah, especially now with McCaffrey there, he's not going to get that rushing upside that he – which is what made him such a dual-threat great yeah. player. They're still going to have some plays made for him. I'm not but saying it's he'll nowhere be absolutely terrible, but I want to want him in the fourth. No, and we've talked about this, I believe, on the wide receiver episode of I want – Ayuk in the sixth to seventh over Debo in the fourth. Right. Yeah, like, lot I, of, I, lot of I think McCaffrey's the only one. I mean, maybe kill, but uh, both those receivers I just don't really like this year because of their quarterback. So you wouldn't take a shot on even Ayuk in the sixth? Maybe in the sixth at say, that point. Say he's your third running or third wide receiver. I mean, just looking at near where Ayuk is going, uh, 32, like Drake London. 
I mean, they don't have a good pass ball, but they should get carries. Pittman, Christian Kirk, Michael Thomas, Sutton on ESPN are all near there. I, I mean, he falls into that range, but with Christian Kirk, you've got a guy who's the number one receiver last year with a way better quarterback. I said on the sleeper episode, I like Sutton a lot. Brandon Cooks in Dallas is interesting. Uh, but again, just saying another person in that range. I personally would think the 49ers receivers should be lower than what they're going. Yeah, because I don't believe in Purdy. Yeah, I, I, that's what I said. I think Debo's a good receiver. It's just the system that he's in. I do not think will help him produce this year. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I definitely see Debo as a bust. I, I don't see any way that I want him anywhere near the fourth round. Even if he drops the fifth, I think I'm still staying away. Like, it's just a guy that I don't want any part of. Yeah, I think you'll get mad at yourself for starting him most weeks that you play. And draft him in the fourth round, you like, drafted him, him to play. Right, yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to get a little off the rails here, I think. <laughs> not that anybody's uh, not used to me taking shots and hot takes at this point. Um, Bijan's a bust. <laughs> yeah. You're drafting an unknown rookie as the consensus fourth running back taken this year. Was he great in college? Yes. Was the Falcons the best rushing offense in the league last year? Yeah, so I think rushing-wise, he fell into a good place. I think the quarterback got worse, which means – I don't think the quarterback did get worse. I, I did. Because they played that terrible last year. Yeah, Ritter could be the 32nd-ranked quarterback in the NFL. It's not worse. Not by okay. much, anyway. Quarterback doesn't matter. I think – So what you're saying is that the leading rushing team with the best O-line for rushing just got the number – the number eight overall pick in the draft and selected the best running back available. Not good. I don't think he finishes anywhere near the top five. Like, we made a bet that I bet he doesn't finish in the top seven. You think Bijan doesn't finish in the top seven? Yep. I'll take that bet. Done. Lock it in. Yeah, Bijan is not finishing top seven. Um, I still think he finishes top ten. Or close to top ten. So you think when you eight, drafted, nine or ten? <laughs> Real quick, I got a list of uh, all the receiver running backs that were the highest taken the past couple of years. Before this list goes out, Chaz and I shook on that already. That yeah, that, that's locked in. Brees Hall got hurt last year, but before that, he was on a monster pace. Najee Harris is a rookie; he was a top ten running back. Where did he finish? I didn't say. Um, oh, before that, on. it was Clyde Edwards-Helaire with the Chiefs had an outstanding rookie year. Did he? I don't know if he finished top 10. I was going to say, he was probably the worst of the first-round rookie running backs, and he had a good year. I don't know he if he top He just wasn't going to use that much. But you got Fournette, you got Barkley, you got Nash. Fournette is like 10 years ago, dude. I'm just That's pointing out, he was the fourth Saquon, overall. Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Fournette was 2017, and then before that it was Zeke and Todd Gurley. The, yes, the list the, goes on that the number one first, running back taken. The first overall running back, especially when they're a top 10 pick in the NFL. Najee was the number four running back this um, I, I I think he's in a great situation with, with Atlanta's O-line and how many times they run the ball. I think he will be definitely top my, seven. My bus pick is you're drafting him as the number three or four running back overall. And that's – Which I, this year I think it's like the seventh or eighth pick. Yeah, and I, I don't think he should be a first-round pick. I, I think there's guys that are somehow slipping that doesn't make Which sense. Guys? Like, he's going after Barkley, 
or before Barkley. I think Barkley has a chance to easily be Barclay's in the top five. Barkley's injury history. That's okay. Man. I think Nick Chubb can easily finish in the top five. He's going after him. Doesn't catch the ball. Doesn't catch the ball, but now doesn't have a, a third down pass catching. Right, right. No, I'm just he saying the critiques the of these guys and why he's going off. Yeah, just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. yeah. Derrick Henry, another not pass catching running he's back. kind of might be over the hill finally. We've been saying that for three years, but he still produces. He yeah, and if you have Josh Jacobs, who was the number one last year, come back ready to go fully healthy. I mean, well, you, was last year a fluke season because the two years before that he wasn't. Anything. Yeah, I, I believe last year was a fluke for him. Like I'm right. just, I'm also playing Douglas Act. He finished number one last year. That's right. a guy that was not drafted. He was drafted what fourth, fourth round? round, I think. Yeah, so it's an outstanding season. There's other guys that, that will have breakout years and come into that top five. I think drafting him in the first round. History has shown though that that pays off. Yeah, it has, but not this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right. hey, I, I, I got to bet in for that, it. That, 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 to have my own I was about to say that's, that's your opinion. opinion. Yeah, you can draft accordingly. I'm entitled to my own opinion, even if it is wrong. <laughs> okay, I am entitled to. It. Okay, um, yeah, I, I if I'm in the beginning to mid of the second, I like him there. I don't like him as the number three, number four running back coming off the board. Okay. All right. So you're never going to be able to draft him, but okay. Well, I could draft him. <laughs> Not where you want him. Where you want him. You this was a competition be. for idiots, which I nailed. <laughs> so if I'm in a terrible league, I might be able to get him. All right. My final bust is back to San Fran. Um, I have George Kittle. I think George Kittle right now is going in the fifth. Um, again, I, I think you got quarterback questions. You have a crowded, um, just receiving room. I'll put him in the receiving room. Um, he's such a great blocker too. And obviously he's a great receiver too. Like we, we've talked about, he's probably the best overall tight end. Yeah. All around blocking, pass catching tight end. Yeah. He's up there. He's top three. Easy. Um, I'm very sure. it's hard to say that Kelsey just couldn't help with these You're right. Right. But he all around. Um, is definitely up there. Yeah. But going in the fifth round, I, I would rather uh, Waller, um, Ingram, Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson. I would rather take a chance on Kyle Pitts two, three rounds later. Um, there's just a lot of mouths to feed there, and we just talked about it with Debo that there is a quarterback question. And he's he gets banged up a lot. He doesn't usually play full seasons. No. Like last year, last year he played 15 games, and if you get 15 games out of him, that's great. Um, but he's always going to miss some time. Yeah, surprised to play that much. Uh, me too. I thought he. Missed I think he first played three. while he was hurt for a few. Yeah, that wasn't. He missed the first two, and then he. Okay, but yeah, I I agree. I'm not high on Kittle, especially where he's being drafted. I think, like everything we've said, it's such a crowded receiving room with a questionable quarterback. I think a questionable quarterback helps him more than it helps the receivers. I rely on the tight end a little bit more. Yeah, if you're not a great quarterback, it's kind of somebody that you want to dump the ball off to. But I think having a pass catcher, all-around guy like McCaffrey hurts a guy like Kittle because he's either going to be the first option for a dump off or there's going to be more designed plays where Kittle might stay in as a pass blocker for either a run or a short design pass for a guy like McCaffrey. Right. And then you still have the gadget plays with Debo that are going to be tossed in there that Kittle's not a part of. I yeah, I don't like taking him as the fifth. I'd like to take the flyer on a couple of the other guys. Not flyer. 
I'm just much rather draft. Like, there's a couple of guys going in the fifth round, too, and then there's a couple of guys going a few I mean, rounds later. You have Goddard and Waller going in the sixth, and I would draft them every time over yeah. Kittle. I'm even up there with Ingram. Ingram, I think. Ingram in the eighth. Hmm. I think I'd so I'm going to take this on to my next bus. I have Darren Waller, actually, for similar reasons. Um, in the last two years, he was the 19th and 29th tight end because he played 11 and 9 games. He's 30 years old. I just His injuries, I believe, were like hamstring, where they just linger. And yeah. it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, because he's, he's questionable he every week until right. he doesn't play. And like the other two busts that I had, I don't want to draft. I would still draft Waller, just not as high as where he's currently going. I have him as my eighth tight end, where ESPN has him as their fourth. But he's guys like Goddard, Fairmuth, and Ingram, I would prefer over him. Do you think a six-round pick is a bust? End of the sixth. Like it six could be a six if you don't play him half the weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's nothing about his capabilities on the field. Well, if you're, you're predicting injury, I'm predicting yeah. he'll yeah. six and games yeah. in the regular season, that's, and it's going to hurt you. That's very fair with Waller. Like, I have Waller as my thing, number two tight end, but that's me based on a healthy season. I agree with, yeah, he's played, what, 11 and nine games, you said? Yeah, that's, so he misses time. And um, with the Giants, I don't know how much this will hurt, but it might take some yards away from him. Dan, uh, David, Daniel Jones likes to scramble when he needs to get a first, and that's not the drop-off that Waller could easily get. And there's a lot of drop-offs to Barkley, too. Great right. receiving best. So right. than- that might be two to three completions a game he's missing. Nothing too substantial for him when he's healthy and playing. But it's not what you're used to seeing him play in Oakland. He's the uh, one makes. wide receiver on that team, and that could from, hurt him though. From the one health wise, from the one game that preseason game that I watched those two play together, Daniel Jones is going to get Waller killed. He's <laughs> throwing him to get crushed. He caught three passes; two of them were big hits. He took like right. He's just being left out to dry, and a guy like Waller, who's always yeah, banged him. up, is not going to be able to sustain. But if he stays healthy, is why I have him so high is because I think he is the number one receiver that you get to put at tight end. It's kind of Kelsey-esque. Yeah, because you're putting a wide receiver into your tight end position, which is gives him so much value in my mind. But I could definitely – I don't know if I say a six-round pick is a bust, but I could definitely see you being disappointed in drafting him because if he can't be on the field – Best ability is availability. He was, if he's not out there, it's worthless. Right? Now, if he is out there, though, six rounds of steel. If he's healthy all season, I think. Yeah, especially if, if, if you tell me he's going to play 15 games, I think six rounds is a good buy. Yeah. Like him missing one to two games here. Yeah, I, I think six rounds of steel. Um, yeah, it's definitely nothing with his capabilities on the field. It's it's just health. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that could make him a disappointment as a player. All right, so we're going to finish this out here hot. Patrick Mahomes is a fantasy fantasy bust this season. Right now, he's being drafted at the 203, being the number one quarterback taken off the board, and I think it's a big mistake. I would much rather have a guy like Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen going in the third or Lamar in the fourth Justin Herbert in the fifth, Justin Fields in the fifth. All those guys I mentioned, I'd much rather than taking a shot at Mahomes, who doesn't have a true number one wide receiver on the team. Yes, Kelsey is his number one target, but no true number one wide receiver on the team. And he's done it year in, year out with not great 
Well, not year in, year out, because he had Tyreek Hill for a long time. But they did it last year with not having a great wide receiver other than Kelsey. I just don't see him doing it back-to-back years with no help from a wide receiver. Um, I think calling him a bust is over the top. I think saying he's overdrifted makes more sense. He's a bust in the second round. Right, it, it, it's, it's it just makes us ADP. Right. It's I, not that yeah. he's not the greatest quarterback that we've ever seen. He might ball. be the QB1 at the end of the year, but well, how, the how between him and the next five guys that you got a couple rounds, rounds later. Right. Like, I'm looking at a Herbert who's probably, even if he finishes 15 to 20 points, 30 points behind Mahomes, that's drafting him that's three, four rounds later. Two points a week. Yeah. To get I'd much later. rather have these guys later than I think last year had the biggest second. difference of. Quarterback values after like the last eight guys, though, where those top eight still weren't that different. But it, it used to be like the top 15 to 20 quarterbacks were only five to 10 quarterbacks points. Yeah, you, you wanted the top, you seven, want one of those top seven, eight quarterbacks, but getting him at two compared to one of those guys at five or six is a big difference for the running yeah. back receiver that you're taking instead. And with my honorable mention bust of Kelsey this year being drafted as the first, taking the, a step back. I think it leads to Mahomes not putting up QB1 numbers or not quarterback one overall numbers. I think he still finishes in the top 10. I'm not even dropping him really out of the top five. I just think being drafted as number one quarterback in the second round is a bust for your team, not something that you want as a foundation. It's interesting because I've had thoughts of if you could go Kelsey Mahomes in the first two rounds, and then just for the rest of the draft, taking darts at running back receivers. But you know you probably had a number one tight end and quarterback for the whole season because their connection is that good. Now it's my number five quarterback, and it's my number three tight end. He's down to five now? <laughs> Four or five, yeah, I think. Um, I, Like I said, I think Mahomes could finish as the fantasy QB1. I still agree with you that, that in the second round is not as valuable as the fifth quarterback three, four rounds later. Yeah, like I want Herbert in the fifth round. Yeah, I don't think there's round. any quarterback I want in the second round ever. I think if you're at the very end, like if you're at the 2-3 turn and you take a shot at Allen or uh, Hurts. Hurts that have the running upside, I, I agree. Allen's more running upside than Mahomes? Yeah. I think that they probably have similar capabilities. I think it's similar. Allen runs more than Mahomes does, though. Allen has more designed runs. Mahomes is scrambling, scrambling for a 30-yard run because there's just nobody in front of him. He's smart right. enough to just take off. And he definitely doesn't take the hits that right. uh, Allen does. Well, Allen will give the hits, which you're still feeling that still fact. It's a comfort. Yeah. 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 Like, Mahomes is going to slide or get out of bounds. He's very yeah. smart when he decides to run. But and he shows actually he can play on injury with whatever he did to his ankle in the playoffs. And then it was a beat. They all have design runs for him. And I want the quarterback. I want quarterbacks with running upside this year. Um, I do agree with Connor that it's – I don't know that I'll do this, but it's interesting. If you got Kelsey in the first and then you got Mahomes in the second, you would have such a QB tight end positional advantage, I think. Not this year. If you got him last year, yeah, you won your league with that, with that uh, duo. I, I well, think when you're planning, off, well, you're, you're predicting that they both drop off, especially Kelsey. Where if and I'm dropping him off to the third tight end, like I'm not even. Oh no, dropping no, 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 him. no! I, I know he's but not going to drop off for me. But he's, he's not going to one for last six years. He's not going to have the hundred point gap that he did last year between okay, the, not the, the second quarterback or second one. tight end. No, I, I, yeah, he could be, but I think when you're talking about the positional difference. 
even if that number only becomes he's a better tight end by 20, 30 points. Then he shouldn't be a first-round pick. He shouldn't be a first-round pick, and Mahomes shouldn't be a second-round pick. That's the bust on them is no, I, where you're being picked. I'm and agreeing on both. The of reason they're being picked is because they've done it for the past yeah. two to six it's years. Safe. It's a safe pick. Yeah, that's, it's just that's why they're high. I think it's almost become too much this year. Like you're drafting Kelsey off what he did last year with how bad the whole tight end position was on his best year. Yeah, which it wasn't last year. It's up there. He had like well, it's an average year. <laughs> it was not an average year. He was above average. He had over three hundred something points as a tight end, which is absurd. I just think that you're not getting the same positional advantage this year. And that that gap that you've got the past couple. No, I agree. And well, and I know we're talking about Mahomes, but with Kelsey still, that that positional gap. So many other tight ends were injured that you you can't predict that again. Um, and then yeah, with Mahomes, like I said, he could be QB one again in fantasy, but it, in the second round, I don't think it's worth it. What do you laugh at? Uh, just his points the last years are left. He had two sixty one last year. Before that, it was two sixteen, two sixty. 205, 243, 192, 180. He was number one tight end in five of the six years. Yeah, in 2021, he was the number two, I think, behind Mark Andrews. Yeah, those touchdowns. We went over this in tight end episode. Should have heard it. Yeah. Um, but either way, he's just ridiculous. Yeah. But again, at the ADP uh, yeah. is what we're talking Taking about. Taking the first round stuff. I or Mahomes in the second. Yeah. I, I just. Maybe they are just the greatest duo of all time, and they will continue to sustain the greatness. I just have a feeling it's going to drop off at some point, and I think this is the year. Okay. Do we have any other busts? No, my uncle mentioned was Kelsey. But yeah. Which we, I crossed him out the same Mahomes. Well, we've talked about that with Mahomes, too. Yeah. Um, all right, so that is it for our bust. We will have a breakouts episode coming soon and then my goodest guys just the guys that we all like individually and that we're trying to draft um in all of our drafts yep so they will be coming out soon yeah and the next episode we will also probably recap our our listeners league. league draft um with connor being the vampire there uh we have we'll have that draft on tuesday and we'll go over that um in one of our episodes as well who do you think you're targeting how could I predict that? I don't know. Like, who do you think falls to you? Like, after I don't want to say anyone because then they might get drafted. I might. I might take them the sixteenth. Uh, we're not doing sixteen rounds. We're probably going to fourteen. Yeah, we're going. We're doing less bench spots so that there are more options. Yeah, so you will have more options. Um, all right, fine. Don't give us any pointers. All right, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. We will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. And as always, please let us know if you want us to talk about anything or review your drafts as you start to do them. Yep. Have a good day. Cheers.